Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Hope you're having a great day and welcome to, uh, to Coast View, the show that continues to celebrate every single day the people who are making Coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. I'm really looking forward to today's show. In the first segment, we're going to be having a conversation with Mike Smith, the mayor of Waveland. And in the second half, we're going to be having a conversation with my old friend, Dorothy Roberts, who's an entrepreneur, owns a shop, uh, Robin's Nest, and Pascal's Jan. And it's been a while since since Dorothy and I have visited, and I really look forward to catching up with her. And, uh, you know, I, every opportunity I get, I want to spend time with the small business owner because at the end of the day, small business, and we can talk about Ingalls all day long and Stennis and the impact, and boy, the impact is great. Gaming impact is great. But it's at the end of the day, the small business is the backbone to our economy here in coastal Mississippi. And behind every one of those stores or, or service providers is a great story of determination and risk-taking and passion. And Dorothy's story is certainly that as well. So I look forward to doing that. If you're listening on 103.1, uh, we really appreciate you joining us here on Super Talk. You may be listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast. We appreciate you engaging with uh, Coast View and hope you learned something. We all, Kyle and I talk about this all the time, but we learn something new almost every day and can't tell you how much we enjoy having these conversations. So without any further ado, let me bring uh, my friend Mike Smith into the conversation. He's the mayor of Waveland, the former police, uh, excuse me, fire chief there. And he was, uh, I think, with the fire department 28 years. And, uh, you know, he he came into uh, the, the, the mayor. Uh, position. He was telling me during the break that how much he loves the position. And as you hear him talk, you'll understand the passion he has for that city that he loves so much. Anyway, welcome to Coast U. And welcome back to Coast U, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate you um, really having me on. It's, you know, I love sharing anything to do with Waveland. Um, yeah. It's crazy to, to, to think that a person could love a city so much but i truly do i appreciate that i feel that way about coastal mississippi um every community in coastal mississippi each has its own unique sense of place waveland has this special place not just in a sense of place but a place in history and uh you know when you bring them all together they, they create this incredible place called coastal mississippi and people are flocking here. One of the things you and I have not talked about, one, and I, I look forward to just chatting with you about how things are different. But, you know, when you and I first visited, we talked about Waveland in the early days. If you look back in history, things that were written about Waveland, at some point, people actually thought Waveland was part of Louisiana. I mean, Waveland, there's such a connection to New Orleans and, th- and that part of Louisiana Waveland has always had this sort of rich connection there, has, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think, the, you know, at one point, right before Katrina, 40% of our population was made up of New Orleans. Um, and so I kind of feel like Waveland is a suburb, or Hancock County in particular is a suburb of New Orleans, the, the, you know, the bigger city. Uh, and we love being that. Uh, because we, you know, you look around and you, you have the New Orleans flavor going on here. And it's, um, you know, so I, I guess that's one of the things that really attracted me to it. 
Well, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I mean, it's a, it's a special place. Um, since the pandemic started, I hear this all around uh, Hancock County uh, in conversations with Tish and others. Had a great visit with Nikki Moon in Bay St. Louis recently, and uh, there's so many, so many wonderful leaders over there I enjoy connecting with. But man, there has been big time interest. Uh, Jeff Duncan, who works for NOLA.com and the Times Picayune, covered the Saints longer than anyone else in history, and, and he's on the show every Friday. He spends a lot of time in Hancock County. He's been looking for a house in Hancock County. And then Josh Morgan, the 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 uh, uh, you know top hurricane chaser in the world, chases storms internationally. Lived in Bay St. Louis for the second season because of the pandemic. Um, to chase storms from there. And then, of course, he's now thinking about buying there. Boy, you've been hearing some really incredible stories about uh, the real estate market there in your city, haven't you? You know, it's been it's been phenomenal, quite honestly. We, um, when I first took office a mere seven years ago as, as mayor, uh, we had so many properties that were state-owned properties that we uh, talked to state into doing um, a citywide auction and you know it, and it sold 60 some odd properties but I'll tell you what if you could find a piece of property in Waveland now you'd be real lucky uh, because and you're right the pandemic helped us a lot uh, in that aspect because it brought people from the, the bigger more congested cities to to Waveland where you're required to build on a 12,000 square foot lot so that you have plenty of room around you that's in our zoning ordinance. Um, but yeah, it has really, uh, and I'll tell you this last year, because of the pandemic in particular, um, our sales tax had been record sales tax every month. Um, so we've been very blessed. Yes, it has. So you were mentioning that a certain number of houses were worth in excess of $10 million recently built. Tell me more about that. Well, you know, I get a report at, uh, every year of the amount of homes that, that were built or major major reconstructions. And so I was counting this morning, it was 32 in the, in the past year, but the, uh, the valuation of those homes, the construction valuation was right at $10 million. That's incredible. It truly <laughs> is. Uh, you know, a little out of my league, but, but I'm glad <laughs> you're doing it. Well, you know, I, I mentioned you heard you heard what I said at the beginning of the uh, of the show about your passion for what you're doing, and I and I joked with you a little bit before the show started that having been in the fire department all those years, you learned a lot about how things work. And the other thing that I mentioned to you is that there are a lot. There's just a collection of mayors all across coastal Mississippi today, who uh, you know have done well in their careers. Some retired, some you know very successful business people. And I think almost to a man or a woman, they came to their positions because they really wanted, they loved their city and they wanted to make a difference. Where does your passion come from? Where is it, I mean, you, you almost, you were, what you were explaining to me was, you know, sometimes still corresponding with some of your constituents as late as midnight. Where does that come from? You know, I'd have to say the fire department. I mean, you know, I, when I first started, it was the 35 years ago now. But it was interacting with the public. And, and, and I, you know, like you, I'm sure, <coughs> excuse me, you want to just help somebody. And if you can change somebody's day, and whether it's at two o'clock in the morning, and the, the, the people in my office up here will tell you, 
Well, they know that when they get an uh, email at 2 o'clock in the morning, I got something on my mind. And it's something that I want to do for the, the quality of life because quality of life is very important. And so I want people, when they move here, not just have a, a quiet, serene place to live, but a really nice place to live and amenities, too, so they can uh, you know, have bring their kids. And, and we have a great school system. Uh, so we have a lot of, lot of those things, I think, just impassion me to just want to do good every day uh, yeah. and i can't wait to, to to get that even if it's two o'clock in the morning i don't <laughs> sleep very well uh but i have a facebook which i don't know if that's if it's good or bad you got the the good and the bad in it but it allows me to to reach those constituents at that time in the morning if i need to well the thing that's not the thing that's not good about social media is that when negativity happens, the way that the artificial intelligence works is that if you're getting a lot of negativity and contributing a lot of negativity, then what will happen is in your Facebook feed, you'll get more negativity and more things. To, and, and it's, you know, it was a brilliant ad delivery tool so they could it could really send you ads that were more interesting to you. But when they decided to use that same tool to determine what your news feed was, that's not a good thing. And, you know, I came from digital media, spent a career, uh, certainly the, the last part of my career, very focused on major league digital uh, media efforts. And I've uh, gone to school on Facebook and what's wrong. And Frank, frankly, I've gone to school on social media and what's wrong and how it's undermining society and whatever. But as a local mayor, though, let me say this. You set that, what I just set aside for a second, because you have to sort through some of that. The, the, the opportunity to be accessible and to be able to communicate with your constituents, it's a great tool for being able to do that. There's no doubt about it. And, and the majority of people who will see your comments and watch your level of engagement, the more engaged you are, you know, the more real you are, the more authentic you are, the more people understand how you think and you know what? What your what's on your mind about how you might fix this or that, or make, what your vision for this or that might be? That helps you, and I think you probably see the level of acceptance of your mayorship based on your your engagement in social media. I do, and you know, people actually stop me and thank me for um, for for being accessible like that. And, yeah. You know, of course, you have those, like you said, the the. I, I hate to call them keystroke cowboys, but they'll sit behind the screen and, and you know, and, and incite negativity. But I think that's just our world today. It is. It is. It is our world today. We're coming to the end of this segment, but our world today is full of people who will say something to you from their keyboard, but they will not say it to your face. And it's a sad reality. We've lost empathy. And uh, not that, you know, some of those people are very empathetic people, but they just, they just, when they're in their own room and they have their keyboard in front of them, they can say some things they don't really mean to say or wouldn't say That's if they good. were facing some of When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the mayor of okay. Wavell, Mike Sounds Smith. good. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Koshu. I'm having a wonderful conversation with Mike Smith, the mayor of Waveland. And, uh, you know, one of the things I love about this show is the opportunity to touch base with people, public servants, you know, elected officials who are just so doggedly committed to their communities. And and Mike is one of those guys. You can you can hear it in his voice. And there are so many things that, that he's involved with that are all about making the city better. So let's go through some things, Mike. What's the latest on the harbor for Waveland? Well, you know, we have applied and we have a very good application uh, with the Gulf Coast Restoration Fund. Uh, I think it scored a MDA, Mississippi Development Authority, scored it a 27, um, which the next higher, the, the only next highest was Stennis Airport. I'm talking a whole coast wide. So I really feel like that if we could get it funded um, in, in the phases, and it's hard to ask for $10 million from anybody. Um, and I don't want to transform our downtown city to a, to a metropolis, just get something to where we can rebuild back Coleman Avenue. And I think that with the flood, because they're redoing the flood maps, right? So I think with the flood maps, we'll see a reduction in in some of the levels that we have to build to throughout the city. That's going to be a big help. But the whole thought of the marina was to build back our downtown, downtown restoration and uh, or revitalization. And we just haven't, we haven't seen that, but we do have some things that's in the hopper uh, with a gentleman who's fixing to build some condominiums because of the thought that a marina may come there. So he's looking at building condos. Um, so it's um, I'm really excited about the, the short-term future of, of Coleman Avenue. Well, you're not talking in the past about, and I get your vision completely, this whole notion of sort of a raised boardwalk that would be, that would, that, you know, you could be able to walk from shop to shop. You wouldn't have to walk back down again and then come back up again. And then it ties into the harbor. It's a great vision. But maybe with the new flood maps, it could change the trajectory of how that all looks. And maybe it won't have to be as raised as you initially thought it would have to be. Yeah, that, that my hopes is, because right now we're looking at, it's 27 feet above ground. Mm -hmm. um, but it's high enough where you could have a parking underneath uh, and not have to park on the street or, or off-site parking. So we're hoping that that, is a, uh, that becomes a reality. But and I, again, going back to the, maybe the, you know, I'm thinking this harbor, I've been getting a lot of good compliments on it. Um, I've been hearing some, you know, people that live that down there may not want it built. But uh, looking at the long-term uh, vitality of the city, I think that we have to do something like that. Yeah, well, you know, I, I get, I get. There are a lot of people. This is so completely normal. Who, who, there are always going to be city with uh, people in cities with really good intentions that want the status quo. They, that's, that's the reality. However, if a city is going to be advancing itself, and that means that means from an economic development point of view, that means from a tax collection point of view, it has to have a strategic vision for. Where, where, how business is going to take place in that city? What is it you're going to do to attract visitors here? And you know, Waveland, the city of Waves, originally re right. referred to, Waveland has um, has a terrific waterfront. I mean, just a beautiful area there. 
Why, why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Why, why wouldn't you find a way to bring people there? You see what's happening over in Bay St. Louis. I mean, that resurgence there is breathtaking. Why couldn't the same thing happen in Wave 1? Well, absolutely. And we, um, you know, to make sure that, that it wasn't just a, a pipe dream that, that, that I had, we had USM uh, do a study, uh, you know, one of the economic uh, feasibility studies, and the the um, the BCA the benefit cost analysis is five to one. So I mean, so it's you know there is a, a definitely a positive need for it. Um, and, and look, a lot of a lot of the naysayers before Bay St. Louis Harbor was completed, oh, it'll never do good. It'd be a flop. Uh, look, there is a waiting list to get in Bay St. Louis Harbor. So based on that, based on USM. Uh, I think it's a, you know, I think it's a great plan. They think it's a great plan. And so start just a small recreational boating harbors, not commercial. So we don't have to worry about that. Uh, although we need commercial boating as well. Um, but this is just to transform Coleman Avenue. The lighthouse has been a major hit. Um, being honest, it was, you know, it's a restroom in, a, in the sky. But every day, I don't care if it is raining, if it is freezing, there is somebody at that lighthouse. And so uh, that right there told me everything we need to know, right? Uh, <laughs> so, and if we get a little offshore protection from the Corps of Engineers, which I'm hoping, that will, that will protect all of our beachfront, including the marina, our pier, and our lighthouse, and, and those things. Well, after Hurricane Katrina... The Governor's Commission on Recovery, Rebuilding, and Renewal hired Andreas Duani, the father of new urbanism. This is the guy who, who was talking many, many years ago about the, the importance of creating walkable communities and you know, that you know, too much of America was moving, people were moving out in the rural. Now, what we're seeing is a major trend now. After all these years of Andreas talking about that, people are coming back downtown. People want to live downtown. They want to work, live, work, and play downtown. If we don't all get our heads around that, we will lose incredible opportunities. And you see mixed-use developments taking place, happening all across coastal Mississippi. When the, when the architects and planners, over 100 of them, uh, some of them from the Prince of Wales Foundation came together in, in the weeks following Hurricane Katrina, and they looked at places like Waveland and Bay St. Louis and, you know, all up and down the coast. All the, all the cities had separate charrettes for each of the cities. They quickly understood that the harbor and how it connects to downtown, you know, the, a potential harbor, how it would connect to downtown, could really enable you to take advantage of the waterfront in ways you'd never been able to do before. And it's, you know, I know that was 16 years ago now. It's hard to believe it, but it was. The reality today is that it's as much a good idea today as it was back then. And I, I, I sometimes, you know what, I, I, I go back to, to Mayor Riley, who I had the opportunity to get to know the mayor of Charleston for so many years and what he did in Charleston after, after the hurricane there. But sometimes you just have to have a mayor who's got dogged determination. You know, I, 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 I think Fofo's that kind of mayor. He's got dogged determination. I think Billy's that kind of mayor, dogged yeah. determination. You just have to stick with it. You know, and the fact that the committee 
on the BP restoration funds has scored you so high is a, is a, is a recognition that they believe that it's a good investment because if you're going to spend the dollar and what is it going to create? Is it going to create $10? Is it truly transformational? Well, the architects back at the, at the end of Katrina, or excuse me, right after Katrina, believed that it would be transformational. And it's interesting the committee today scored you so high because they believe it's transformational and you believe it's transformational. Sometimes you just have to keep, you have to keep swinging. You got to keep your eye on the ball. People are busy. They get moving around too much and they forget to come back and say, okay, what's, okay, tell me again about Waveland. What's the opportunities in Waveland? But that's what the role of the mayor is all about. I mean, at the end of the day, you're the lead economic development person for, for that city. You, and you have to accept the fact that sometimes you're going to have to slap someone upside the head and say, hey, wait, get your focus back to us for a second. We're creating something special here. You feel okay. that every day, don't you? You know, I do. And, and uh, last year we were not successful on GCRF funds. So, and, and I found out and, it, you know, I felt devastated. Uh, that was one of those sleepless nights. I stood up and emailed everybody I had to email to. Um, and I've had some really good responses and help from Congressman Plaza's office, um, Senator Cindy Hyde Smith's office, Senator Wicker's office. Um, they have been nothing but good help to the city. Um, I emailed our governor, General Spragans with DMR, who called me the very next day. Uh, it was on Good Friday. I didn't expect a call from the, uh, General Spragans on Good Friday, but he did. Um, and I have a, a call Monday with the governor's office, a conference call with them. Uh, so they all believe in it too. It's just a matter of making it happen. And, you know, this isn't about Mike Smith. It will never be about me. Uh, it's And it's not about the board. It's about the quality of life for our residents. Yeah, yeah I, I see that. I see that clearly. By the way, as it, as it relates to Joe Spragans, here is a guy who could have rode off into the sunset many, many, many years ago. <laughs> and he keeps sort of reinventing himself in these new positions, making these contributions. I joked with him one day that he must be 90 years old. It seemed like he's been, you know, making a big impact every you know, every year. I mean, he was the civil defense director, head of head of uh, the Harrison County Civil Defense with Darren, you know, Katrina. And you know, here he is, head of the the, the uh, Department of Marine Resources, and still making his contribution. Wow, unbelievable! Hey, listen, I wish we had a whole whole show together, but you know, if I had to say we achieved our goal, we did to remind people that Waveland's over there, that it's got a terrific mayor who's very passionate about his city, and we won't wait so long to reconnect with you next time. How about that, Ricky? That sounds good. I think I thank y'all so much for having us on. I love to share what's going on in the city. We're about to, we're, we're starting, we actually started Monday paving 62 miles of roads in the city. So, you know, people be patient with us there, but it's always something. We always got something in the pipeline working. We appreciate you, buddy. Take care. We'll see you. Thank you so much. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.